This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Coming to you live from the bush in Northern Ontario. Just kidding, it's not live, but I am in the bush in Northern Ontario. This is the first time I think I've recorded away from home, so we'll see how it goes. Milo could easily walk in here. Um, You might hear the washing machine going. Maybe you'll hear a bear outside. I don't know what's going to happen. Today is Wednesday. I'm recording this episode super late. Usually I record a few days before it publishes, but I just totally forgot. I was so focused on other work stuff while I was here that I totally forgot about recording tomorrow's episode. So here I am. It's 4 p.m. and it's Wednesday. I don't know if you follow the Instagram account for the podcast. If you don't, you really should. It's beautiful. It's awesome. Um, It's at the Mom Room Podcast on Instagram. And I just recently started posting reels. So every single day, I'm going to post a reel of me talking about something and it's going to be related to an episode. Um, So that is super exciting. I'm so happy about making those and putting those out there on the interwebs. Today's episode is about relationship compassion and I feel like I made this concept up because I googled it and I didn't really find anything about it. All I found was like having compassion for your partner in a relationship, but that's not really what I mean when I say relationship compassion. Um, I recently bought a book called Fierce Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff, and I'm only like not even a full chapter in it, but it's really good, and I like understanding all the different concepts that she talks about and, you know, what having self-compassion means and what it means to practice that. Um, So I think I am a very self-compassionate person, but one thing that I'm working on is having more compassion for resting because that's something I have a hard time with. And in grad school, this was also a problem because you could be doing work 24-7 if you wanted to. And so anytime that you were not doing work, you or I would feel guilty. Like I had to be doing something productive and I still have that. And now what I'm doing with the podcast and social media, it's the same thing. I could be doing stuff 24-7 if I wanted to. So I need to give myself time to do things that is not going to result in like an end product like a post or a caption or making a TikTok or you know responding to DMs or liking people's comments on my content like it's never ending the stuff that I could be doing and at some point you need to just let yourself rest and not do something that's related to work. 
So anyways, I was having a conversation with Philippa Jackson. She is also on Instagram. She's a content creator. She is a mom to a little baby. Um, And we were having a conversation about everything, but we also started talking about how your relationship with your partner changes after having a child. And I, it just made me think like the rest of the day, I was thinking about the things that we were talking about. And I was like, you need to have compassion for the relationship itself. Like if the relationship was a singular thing, like you need to have a compassion for that. Not just like for your partner, not just for yourself, but for the changes that your relationship is going to have throughout your life. Because it's so easy to think back to what your relationship used to be before you had a child. You know, there's like the beginning dating stages, which is super exciting. You're like super intimate, like super looking forward to seeing the person all the time. And then you move in together. That's all exciting. You get engaged. That's exciting. You're planning the wedding. You do the wedding. And then we had Milo shortly after our wedding. I was seven and a half months pregnant during our wedding. So I keep telling my husband that I need to redo my bachelorette party because it's not fair. I was pregnant. So maybe I'll throw a bachelorette party somewhere and I'll invite all you guys. But anyways, um... Then Milo came and it's not like we fight or there's any, you know, real issues that need addressing, but the relationship is just different. And especially when you have young children, because young children are like so high maintenance, so dependent upon you. They take up all your energy, all your mental energy. And so it's easy for your relationship to kind of take a backseat, especially nowadays because we just went through this massive pandemic and everyone's lives were kind of flipped upside down. So like what I found for us during the pandemic, I was at home with Milo all day, absolutely like overstimulated, exhausted, like had used up all my energy, um, also frustrated, um, like stressed out, all the things. And so in the evening, by the time Milo went to bed, you know, that's assuming that he went to bed well and we didn't have like bedtime struggles. All I wanted to do was be alone. Like I just wanted to watch reality TV on my freaking phone and have alone time with like zero stimulation, like sit in the dark and just be alone um, or have a bath or something like that. But at the same time, like my husband was living his normal life. He was going to work, he was coming home. And so for him, it must have been like, wow, things are a lot different now because before we would hang out, like do something after Milo went to bed, watch a movie, whatever it is. And now It's like, even if we were sitting next to each other watching TV for a bit before I would go to bed and I would go to bed super early because I was freaking exhausted, um, we weren't necessarily like communicating. And I never really got down in the dumps like, oh man, what's happening to our relationship? Like, I think I did have compassion for the relationship, just knowing that we were in such a different place. And of course, things are going to be different and we're not going to be this like 
super like romantic, like perfect couple all the time, which is totally fine. And so I was thinking about this last week and I was like, is there such a thing as relationship compassion? And so I Googled it and I didn't find anything. So I'm pretty sure I made this up. Um, I don't know what that means. Like, do I write a book now? Like, what do I do with this information that's in my head? Um, So I thought first I will do a podcast about it. Um, Well, no, first I did the Instagram post and it's all about just like acknowledging the changes that your relationship is going to go to and not going to that place where you're comparing your current relationship. Like, let's say you have young kids, like you recently had a baby, whatever it is. Um, or like one, one person in the relationship had a major change at work and they're really stressed out. Like there's going to be all these different things that are happening in our lives. That's going to affect the relationship. Um, of course. So it's like not, being in those different times because it's not that they're bad they're just different but it's very easy to look back on what your relationship used to be especially in like the earlier days and kind of like mourn that relationship like as if you know you lost that like it's like oh there was a death and it was that part of our relationship like that like it's never going to be that ever again which is kind of like it's hard to think of it in that way but it's true like even moving forward let's say down the road when Milo's in university and we're back to being on our own and traveling like if people are even traveling by then it's going to be way different than it is now and so it's just about acknowledging and having compassion for the spot that your relationship is in and understanding why it's in that spot. So like when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I want to spend my life with my husband. It's not like I want to be like I'm yearning to be in some other relationship, but yeah, our relationship looks different right now than it did when we first started dating or like before we got married. It's different now and it's different for a lot of different reasons. The pandemic, like not being able to travel. We moved to Toronto uh, for my husband's job. I finished school. I'm doing social media stuff now. Like that whole trajectory changed for me. We have a young child. Um, So yeah, it's just it's different. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts.
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner... I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals, so you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding, and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. And then not only do we sometimes compare our relationship to what it used to be, but then also I feel like you know, on social media, just like anything else, like I talk so much in other episodes and on my different platforms about how social media, like and comparing ourselves to other 
parents or what we see parents doing or other moms doing on social media can be so detrimental and it's like not productive at all. Um, And I always talk about like being inspired as opposed to feeling like you're doing a shitty job. Like instead, just be inspired and know that this is the person's highlight reel. Um, And the same goes for relationships. I feel like people put up these beautiful, you know, photos of them and their partner. And, you know, usually they're at a farm or they're like traveling somewhere. They're on a beach. And it's always easy for us to make up a story about that couple in our head to be like, wow, based on these few photos that I've seen, it looks like they have the perfect relationship. They must be so happy. They enjoy each other's company. They have sex all the time, clearly, because look at this photo. And really, that's not the case at all. But we like to make up these stories in our head and compare ourselves to images on social media when it really does not tell the full picture at all. Something else that I thought was super important is like every relationship is going to have strengths and weaknesses. So there's going to be things that you love about your relationship. And then of course, there's going to be things that you think you guys could work on. But I think what tends to happen is that we just focus on the weaknesses. It's like you know, if you think that you're you're pissed off because your partner, um, I'm going to use a very basic example, but let's say like they don't hang up their towel after they shower, they leave it on the floor. Um, you're always going to focus on that, especially when they do leave it on the floor. And the few times that they hang it up, you won't notice because as humans, I think we just tend to focus on the negative and you want to um like you want to confirm the story that you are telling yourself like oh my god he never hangs up his towel and so you want to confirm that and this could be like major things as well i'm just using the towel as like an example but we want to confirm those stories that we tell ourselves to be like yep there you go i was right he's not hanging up his towel um Also, what I find is, and I've done this too, like I'm guilty of this, like I can talk about it now because I have caught myself doing this and I think it's very interesting, but when you have this issue in your mind with another person, let's in this case for this podcast episode, let's call it your partner, um, sometimes you almost want them to prove you right even though it's something that pisses you off and that is super interesting because instead of like addressing it in the moment and being like oh you know what like when you walk in from work I would appreciate like it would just make me feel better if you came and sat with me and talked to me for five ten minutes before you like go off and start doing something else Um, this was a thing in our relationship like it drove me nuts that all day I was waiting for my husband to get home from work. This was especially true in the pandemic when I was home with Milo. And then he would come home and he would just like quickly say hi to us and then like go off and start like getting dinner ready or like doing the dishes or something. And it would drive me nuts. And so sometimes I think we want to prove ourselves right so if in my mind I'm like oh my god pisses me off like he comes home and he just like ignores us like 
I almost hope that when he comes home, he does that so I can be right. And I could be like, see, there you go. And it's like, it's like he has confirmed that story that I tell myself or he has confirmed that thought. So that's weird. Um, And instead of doing that, I think it's good to communicate with your partner about what you want. And it was very simple. It was like, you know what? All day I'm home with Milo and I'm waiting for you to get home from work. And then you come home and it's like, we're really excited that you're home. And then you just kind of like float away and start doing something else. And then I get pissed off. So instead, can you come home and sit with us and spend some time with us? And then it's like a non-issue and it was very easy to solve. Something, I'm kind of jumping all over the place because I'm just talking my thoughts, but something that was huge for me was writing. I think I initially wrote a post on social media about my husband and I not sleeping in the same bed. And that all started after Milo was born because I became this super high maintenance sleeping person. I couldn't have any noises. If I woke up in the middle of the night, I would be up all night, like my adrenaline pumping. I hated now sleeping with the dogs. Like I slept with Muffin his whole life. And then we got bubbles and we slept with them in the bed. And I hated it. I couldn't do it. Anytime the dogs would move or they would get up to go pee, um, I was up for the rest of the night. So my husband like breathing loudly would keep me up and I would be plotting his murder as he's laying beside me sleeping and there's nothing worse than not being able to fall asleep when the person beside you is like soundly sleeping like you just want to smother them with a pillow so we started sleeping separate my husband would sleep with the monitor most nights he still does um, because he's able to get up quickly and fall right back asleep whereas I cannot so that just works for us but I always thought it was odd like I didn't want to share that information. Like all our family knew and everything and that's not a big deal. Like my parents sleep separate a lot. My sister and her fiance sleep separate a lot for these exact same reasons. And so when I initially wrote the post about that, so many people, like there was hundreds of comments of people saying like they do the exact same thing. They do not sleep with their partner. Does not mean you don't love your partner. Does not mean you're not having sex. It just means you want a good sleep. And after you have a child, sleep is such a priority. I think I I have an entire podcast episode about this topic, like us not sleeping together and like the research and what it shows about couples not physically sleeping side by side. Okay, I just checked and it's episode 44. Um, So yeah, that was something that initially bothered me and I was like, oh my God, like do we not have a good relationship? But then I had to really look at it and be like, no, you know, sleep is just really important and I'm having a hard time sleeping next to him, sleeping with the dogs, sleeping with the monitor. So that was a moment of having compassion for our relationship as well and being like, that is really not a marker of a strong relationship is physically sleeping side by side. It's just not. So now I'm open about it and I talk about it all the time. Okay. Um, before I came in this bedroom to record, I asked my mom what her relationship advice would be because I put out a story a couple days ago and asked you guys what your relationship advice would be. Um, because I'm just curious to find out. And I have one thing that I'll explain, but my mom was saying early on in their marriage, um, she 
came to a realization that you know you can't expect somebody else to make you happy so if you're unhappy and you really look at the reasons why you're unhappy like in her case she was like staying at home with like little kids my dad was working away a lot and she like wasn't going to the gym she wasn't eating properly and those were kind of what was you know making her not feel the best so it's really it wasn't something that my dad was doing but I think it's easy when you're in a relationship with someone to kind of take it out on them or to assume that it's the relationship that's that's why you're not happy but really a lot of the time you can make changes for yourself and it can be difficult um but you know take the initiative like start working out start making plans with friends start you know getting out of the house as much as possible um but I think it's easy to look at the situation and be like well I can't I can't do anything you know like this is the situation I'm in and to just get into this routine of being unhappy um so yeah important to really acknowledge that someone else is not going to make you happy you need to take control of things that you want to do and actually sit and think and reflect on what is missing what can I start doing to improve my happiness there was that and then also she was mentioning about choosing your battles and I've talked about this before like how you and your partner are not going to have the same priorities I always give the example of household things with my husband and I like my husband can have a cluttered kitchen counter and not care but if there's dishes in the sink he will do them instantly to get them out of the sink whereas I could care less if there's dishes in the sink because I can't see them so it's not really bothering me that much but if there's clutter on the counter like I hate it it drives me nuts but You can't expect your partner to care about the same things that you care about. So that was like a small example, but they can be bigger as well. And if it's something that's kind of like a non-negotiable, then you need to have a conversation about it. And if you truly want to be with that person and care about them, you know, in that way, then they should start to try and make changes to to do that like for example with me some days I'm too busy and I don't get to the dishes in the sink but some days I'm I do it even though I don't care about it because I know my husband's going to come home and do them right away because it drives him crazy so little things like that but choosing your battles is it something that really matters or is it something that this is just how this person is and how they function and it's not worth it in the end and with regard to that like because my husband and I care about different things in the house I find like we take on different things so like he's all about the dishes he cooks most of our meals because I hate cooking and I'm also terrible at it um but I I'm always the one washing the bedding uh cleaning the bathrooms like doing other stuff he also is really good at laundry like he cares about having laundry done probably because he's the only one that actually has to get dressed to go to work in the morning (laughs) but whatever it is you know like we do different things because we care about different things and then some things neither of us really care about but we have to do it just so that the house runs somewhat smoothly 
Okay, so I wanted to share with you guys some of the things that you wrote in about relationship advice, but I am in the bush and my archives on my stories will not open. They won't load, so I can't get to them. So perhaps I will do a whole other episode in the future all about relationship advice once I get back to my house where I have proper Wi-Fi. Um, But for now, I cannot get to them. One thing that I wanted to chat about was not talking shit about your partner to other people. And I'm not talking about you know, discussing a fight or like an issue that you're having with like a good friend or a family member. I'm talking about, you know, if you're in a fight, if something's really bothering you about the other person, like going to one of your friends and, you know, saying things that in a few hours from now, you're not gonna actually think. It's just like in the moment you're pissed off and you want to complain to someone. Um, I think that's important because, Other people do not have the relationship that you have with your partner. And so that just really taints their viewpoint of your partner. And they are not going to just forget about it like you will, or they don't have the same feelings about your partner that you do and will be able to get over it. Um, So yeah, it's, it's tricky. But I don't think it is productive to talk shit about your partner with other people Um, and you don't want to be that couple that's like you know in the heat of the moment you say things to other people about your partner and then you know the next day they see you guys happy and out and about and they're like oh god like you know knowing what you said about your partner the, the day before so yeah I just I don't think that's appropriate and I don't think it's in the heat of the moment when you're pissed off, it's just not a good idea to to do that. So that's one thing that I've always, like I've never done that. And I've always, I always think about that because it's like other people do not know your partner like you do. So if you know that in a couple weeks or in a couple days, everything's going to be fine, but, and you want people to, you know, love your partner and not be, have these like tainted views of them, then just don't, don't, don't talk shit. Don't say anything negative. Just, you can talk about your issues in like a respectable way um, and get advice and open up to people, but that's different than like slandering someone just because you're in a mood. Um, So yeah, that's it for this episode. Um, I'm hoping I can upload this to the internet because I am in the bush. Um, We will see. Thank you guys so much for listening. Milo is in the other room watching Cleo and Coquine with my mom. That's his new favorite show. It's on Netflix if you're curious. He watched it the whole drive here, except for maybe like an hour and a half of the drive. So he's really into it and there's a ton of episodes um yeah that's it for now if you don't follow me already please do on tiktok and instagram at renee rena with the little underscore thingamabob at the end the podcast account is at the mom room podcast it's beautiful it's awesome so anyways have some compassion for your relationship and i hope that you and your partner sleep tonight whether or not it's in the same bed that does not matter (laughs) 